This is He Said, Then She Said, a series of conversations with everyday Jewish and Gentile couples from around the world. I'm Tuvia Zaretsky, and as your host, I've been researching the intercultural challenges that are described by couples for over 20 years. I want you to get an authentic look into how they navigate the complex challenges that they have faced, and then hear how they have found spiritual harmony in their relationship. If you or someone you know would like support in an interfaith Jewish-Gentile relationship, you can reach out to me anytime by email. The address is tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at jewishgentilecouples.com. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Today we're meeting Daryl and Stacy McKillian. Daryl is African-American from South Los Angeles. He is currently a pastor at or co-pastor at Reconcile LA in the Mid-Wilshire District. Stacy is from Skokie, Illinois, and she's Jewish. I met them almost 20 years ago when they were first dating. They now have three beautiful children and work together at the church. And at the end of our interview, I'll share with you how you can reach out and be in touch with them. Now here's Daryl and Stacy. Hi, everybody. And I'm here with uh, Daryl and Stacy McKillian. I first met Stacy uh, when she was Stacy Katz. Uh, and what a joy to be with, with both these guys. Um, this is uh, a function or a feature of JewishGentileCouples.com. Uh, and this is telling the story of, of couples where one partner's Jewish, the other one's not, and they've been finding, uh, searching for spiritual harmony. And this is a couple that I wanted everybody to meet because they have, they have had an amazing journey and uh, it's a thrill to be able to talk to them today and let them tell their story. Um, Stacy grew up out in Skokie, Illinois, which if I remember correctly, having lived and worked out there for a while, was uh, at a time considered the, the highest concentration of Holocaust survivors, Jewish Holocaust survivors in the United States. Is it still still that way, Stacy? Um, actually, my my grandma is in Skokie, um, and that's where my mom grew up. Um, I was raised um, a little farther west, um, in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Okay, uh, where was your dad from? My dad is also from Skokie. Okay, okay, that's where I had the connection. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, um, you grew up here in West LA, um, Santa Monica, Venice, and then. Um, spent uh, when you got into your elementary school years down in South LA, right? Yep, that's exactly okay. right. Yeah, and, and so to just to kind of as we jump into this, there's this great story. When I I interviewed this these two guys as part of a uh, a graduate research study and the challenges that Jewish Gentile couples were were facing, and then the course of that, um, we I was asking what are some of the things that you two have discovered that are very different about who you are and your culture. And in the course of that, I, uh, I, I don't remember whether you guys told me that the subject was dog or I just ran into that as I was talking to you. But I wanted to ask you to take just a moment. Um, this was, was ter- terrific. And I'm going to, I'm going to just put it this way. And, and um, Stacey, I'll, I'll let you answer this first and then I'll let Daryl kind of follow up. It's sort of how we, I remember it happening, but um in in your home, I think you, you said you, that you definitely had a dog. Did the dog have a name? Uh, what did the dog eat? Where did it sleep? What was the dog's purpose? 
Um, at the time that you interviewed us, we had a dog named Pia, and um, she was very much our little fur baby, and she slept wherever she wanted, in the bed with us or wherever, and she ate inside, and she was um, a member of the family. Mm-hmm. So, Daryl, dog, um, name of the dog, what it ate, where it slept, what its purpose was. Yeah, so for us, uh, dogs uh, were not family members. They were, they served a purpose. Uh, our dog's name was was Roscoe, and Roscoe uh, slept outside in his doghouse, had all of his meals outside, and his primary contribution to the family was guard dog, was to keep an eye on the perimeter. He earned his keep uh, by uh, scaring off uh, folks uh, who would be intruders, so... Um, totally different concept, uh, not a pet, uh, but a part of this, the home security system. <laughs> okay. Uh, so when you guys spoke about dog, you kind of looked at each other and went, what? <laughs> All right. Outside, <laughs> inside, family member, security system. We were in two completely different places. Uh, got that. The role of pets in, in the home. Okay. Well, that gets us into your your uh, cultural background, your family. Maybe tell us a couple of other things, Daryl, and then I'm going to ask Stacy what what her upbringing was like, um, particularly spiritually. What was your your spiritual upbringing like? So I was born and raised uh, in the context of a local uh, church, a predominantly African American church uh, in Venice, California. My great grandfather was. Uh, the pastor and the uh, church planter and my family was completely integrated at every level of the church. And so I went to church on Sunday mornings um, all day. And then we went to church on Mondays for discipleship and on Wednesdays for prayer meeting and Bible study. And then on Thursdays for choir rehearsal. So I spent most of my time uh, as a kid in church. It wasn't uh, my plan, but when your family is that involved in the church, you spend a lot of time there. So church became our, you know, if I wasn't at school or at home, it was our third place. So you would have, you would have identified as a, a Christian. At some point, did that become uh, your identity and relationship with God? Well, no, because I, I really just, I went to church because I was forced to, not because I had a desire for God or any sort of spiritual um, aspirations. Uh, I walked away from the church uh, when I was uh, an adolescent in junior high and high school because I was searching for my own purpose uh, in life and, and what my calling was. And so, so I pursued uh, other things uh, in the world that weren't very constructive or actually very socially destructive as adolescents uh, sometimes can find themselves in those sort of situations. And so yeah, we, we I, get really that. Searching for, I was searching for a place to belong and I, I didn't feel like that place to belong was at church. Okay. Uh, I'm going to come to Stacy here for a second. Um, so I take it you didn't grow up in church. I did not. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us what uh, your your 
spiritual cultural background was like growing up? Um, I mean, I was just raised, I was taught that, I, that we were Jewish, um, but my family was not particularly religious. We didn't belong to a temple. Um, we didn't, uh, we celebrated Jewish holidays as more of a ethnic cultural thing. You know, Hanukkah was very exciting with gifts and we would have, you know, usually Passover dinner at my my grandparents, I was really wasn't brought up with any spiritual teaching. It was just more of a, you're Jewish, which means you don't go to church. You don't believe in Jesus, as uh, they would tell me. Um, because like I said, I grew up in a predominantly Gentile neighborhood. And so all my friends celebrated Christmas and Easter. And I'm sure at some point I asked like, why we don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, you know, the the reason was well we're Jewish. When I met you guys, uh, you both were working. Uh, I think it was at the same uh, at the same place at the time, same studio. And uh, Daryl, at that point, you were you were thinking about going into the the pastorate. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that was that was the plan. I was going to I was finishing up my undergrad uh, degree at Biola University and. And I knew that I was going to go into a master's program, maybe a seminary program at Talbot. And so I was kind of gearing up for that. You got, you'd become pretty serious about, about your faith by that point, obviously. At that point, I, I, I had come to faith um, uh, in, in Jesus and was very involved uh, in the church, had my life radically transformed from the destructive adolescent uh, that I was in junior high and high school to um, uh, a kid who was uh, really working his first job and really involved uh, heavily uh, in the local church. So when you guys met, where, where you met at work uh, and you were, were dating. And um, when I met you, I'm, I think you, I'm not sure whether you were, were thinking about getting married at that point. Was it, do you remember that, that time when, uh, states about the time we we first met and and I was interviewing you guys for my doctoral work to get a sense of what the the uh, challenges of a, a Jewish gentle couple were all about. Um, do you remember? Can you tell us a little bit about what the the relationship was like and what kind of challenges, big ones you were starting to encounter? I think that the first time we ever met, um, I believe, was um, Daryl and I were dating or we had broken up because we were having challenges mostly on his part, because in, in my eyes, there wasn't an issue with us dating and getting married. Cause you can do your thing. I'll do my thing and it'll be fine. I right? would get along fine. Um, and I think that um, we met with you like sort of as a last resort to, to save our relationship because um, I just didn't see how it was possible for me to, practice Christianity and still be Jewish at the same time. What, what was the, I mean, you'd been taught Jews don't believe in Jesus. Was that like the, the big issue for you? Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that I had never met anyone or even just been introduced to the idea of that you can keep your Jewish identity and all the cultural aspects of it and still 
believe that Jesus is Messiah. It was like they were mutually exclusive in my eyes until we met with you. The issue was, was um, the impossibility of a Jew believing in Jesus for you. And Daryl, what was the the struggle with, for you? I mean, was it not possible to, to just love Stacy as somebody Jewish and, and um, continue moving toward marriage? Yeah, I felt, I felt like uh, we needed to be spiritually on the same page. I, I was just reminded of scripture that, you know, that, that sharing the same views about who God is and about what he's called us to do are, are important uh, ideas uh, in, at least in the, in the Christian, you know, view of, of things. And so um, that was a critical thing for me. And I couldn't understand Stacy had been to her credit. She had shown a lot of courage and a lot of humility and to come to church uh, with me on Sunday mornings, though, um, as I look back and as I later learned, it was, you know, a pretty traumatic um, experience. And um, I didn't understand what, what was taking her so long to, to place uh, her faith um, in Jesus as Messiah. Stacy, what was it like? What, tell, tell me about the church and what it was like for you. Um, I mean, like culturally it was something I had never experienced. I mean, aside from the fact that I was pretty much the only white person there and um, at that point had been living in LA for, I don't know, maybe five or six years. Um, so, and where I grew up, I was not around any African Americans at all. There was the the cultural aspect of it, and then there was the spiritual aspect, where it was every single week there was the call to the altar on like, "Don't leave here without accepting Jesus." Don't don't leave here without believing. Yeah. And that wasn't exactly appealing to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. It's probably a weekly guilt trip, and uh, okay. and so for her that that culturally um, and then spiritually where she was, I can I can imagine now why that was a pretty traumatic uh, experience. At the time, I was, was trying to figure out what her problem was. <laughs> okay. The next thing I knew, um, the relationship had ended. How did that? How did that end, Stacy? Can you tell me? Uh, well, I guess Daryl just got to the point where he said, you know, we can't get married if um, you don't come to faith. And so we might as well just end it here. And so um, he broke off the relationship and I was devastated. And, you know, we spent some time apart. Um, then, uh, you know, I think he said, well, we can still be friends. And so we still spent, you know would hang out. And then I think that's when um, he got in contact with you, I think through his grandmother. Daryl, what were you, uh, was that a, a hard thing for you to, what did you have to balance? What, what were you, you wrestling with at that point to, to break that relationship off? That's a, a pretty, um, pretty drastic step, huh? That was the hardest decision I ever had to make in my life because I was torn. On the one hand, I loved God and wanted to honor him with my life. And at the same time, I knew that I loved Stacy and wanted and wanted to marry her. And so I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And and so 
for me, if I had to choose between losing her and honoring God with my life, I was willing to lose her in order to to honor God and be and be faithful to uh, what He was calling me to do. And so that was the hardest thing that I that I ever had to do. Mind you, by this time, um, we've been together for two and a half years. So I think that when you're with someone for that long, um, I mean, you probably on some level feel as if you know you're really close uh, to marriage, and that's where where I felt there was just some one thing that was that was uh, in the way and was a barrier that we just couldn't seem to get beyond. Stacy, you ever had a relationship that took that direction? I mean, when somebody says, I love God more than you. No. So, so how'd you, how'd you grapple with that? What was, what were the, the next things you did? You know, I think, well, and you had uh, mentioned this when you reached out to us in the email, how like um, leading up to when I came to faith, my my parents' anniversary is September 3rd. It's my dad and my stepmom. And in 2001, um, it was going to be their 10-year anniversary, and they decided that they were going to renew their vows in Vegas and have Elvis remarry them. If that gives you any indication how crazy they are. So uh, my sister and I, you know, we're living in LA. My dad and stepmom lived in Chicago. My stepbrother lived in Phoenix. And so we were all going to fly into Vegas and, um, you know, go to whatever little white chapel and have Elvis there and, you know, celebrate. And leading up to that um, flying out, I just had this sense of, you know, what if something happens to me, like on this flight to Vegas or in that, I mean, what if something happens to me in the car on the way to the airport? And, you know, Daryl had given me this information about, you know, where I would go if I died and I hadn't accepted um, Christ. And so I was just kept thinking, even if Daryl and I don't end up together, do I just ignore everything that he's told me and I've been hearing in church this whole time? Um, or do I take this leap of faith and, and, you know, believe this and trust in God and, you know, continue sort of down a different path than I had been on. And so I think, I don't know if it was the night before the day before that I flew out to Vegas, Daryl and I prayed together and I came to faith and accepted, you know, Christ as my savior that um, you know, that was that was the beginning of the of my faith journey, and it was so odd that you know, a week later or whatever, it was nine eleven, and I just kept thinking about <clears throat> you know the people who lost their lives and had any of them had the same thoughts that I had before they got on the plane, and um, it was it was really eerie. Yeah. Wow. So you you guys had broken up. Had you um had you continued going to the church even though the relationship was over? I don't I don't think so. No. How long um, between the time that you that Daryl broke the relationship up and, and you got back together and, and talked about the pamphlet that that spoke about about your eternal destiny? 
I think it was a few months, maybe. Had you been reading anything or uh, thinking, you know, questioning about uh, who Jesus really is? What What is it that Daryl could have believed? Um, the only thing I remember doing is, um, is like hearing all these gospel songs in my head that Daryl would play in the car constantly. <laughs> and um, lyrics would come up and, you know, um, they were, I would, it would make me think about it and, you know, and trying to like comfort myself in the situation. Cause I was thinking, well, what could I lose? But the thing is that, um, that probably was a big part of the, the struggle for you. Right. And these, all of my Jewish relatives who um, already, you know, didn't necessarily believe that there was God. They just knew that they were Jewish. And I don't know uh, now I don't understand like, why would, why do you even care whether or not you believe you're Jewish if you don't believe that there's a God, but Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I told my, my dad that I had come to faith, he's like, well, you know, it's good for you, I guess. I just feel like religion is a crutch, but if that's what you need, then that's fine. Um, and for so, yourself with the struggle about hearing all your life that the Jews don't believe in Jesus, um, has it had any impact negative or positive on your, your Jewish identity, believing in, in the Messiah, Jesus? I actually think that um, what I've learned um, since I came to faith has um, made me feel even more Jewish. That's possible because there were so many, there's so many things um, in the Bible that have that, you know, or things that Christians do today that have um, a Jewish background or a Jewish basis to them. And, um, you know, especially when we're, you know, there's, uh, you know, learning things from the from the Old Testament. Um, I just feel like, um, you know, that Christianity is is uh, such a large part of it is based on the Jewish faith. And, and let me ask Daryl because a lot of this was was set off by the uh, the crisis of of relationship, and um, Stacy's wrestling with whether. A Jew could ever believe in Jesus, and you were you were wrestling with the idea that that uh, how could a, a Christian be married to somebody uh, who's not a follower of Jesus? Um, what do you take away from from uh, all of this? Have you found uh, how important has this been to finding spiritual harmony? Can you have spiritual harmony with somebody who's Jewish and believes in Jesus? Oh, absolutely! It's been an absolute game changer because I think uh, for for us. Um, we see, uh, like Stacey said, we see so much of um, Judaism uh, in in Christianity, and we've been able to bring people along on the journey with us to uh, highlight more of the Jewish nature of of the Bible and of what the church is about and what it does. And so that's been really fascinating for for a lot of people, but in terms of spiritual harmony for us, um, we've both, I think what has helped is that we're both, we both share the same worldview. We believe the same things and we're at different points uh, in our spiritual journey and that's okay. But I think one of the things that's helped is that we have embraced each other's cultures and the things uh, that are religious and social and cultural in both of our backgrounds, we've owned those things, not as 
his thing or her thing, but it's our thing as we raise um, these, uh, what I call little Samaritan uh, girls that we have, these half Jew, half Gentile uh, girls, um, they don't under, they don't think that this is a part of daddy's African-American culture and this is a part of mommy's Jewish culture. They just think this is our life. And I think we've, we've wanted to integrate our lives. Um, and I think we've done a good job of doing that. And our girls embrace every aspect of that. And so that has helped us to, um, when we believe uh, the same things, we can then harmonize our life around the cultural things that are important to both sides uh, of our family. Does that mean that, that uh, uh, all the, the cultural differences have been resolved? Like, um, you don't, do you look at each other and go, wow, that is not food I ate growing up? Um, no, it's not resolved because... <laughs> Um, when it, when they break out the kafilta fish, I still run in the <laughs> in the other room, and so that is ne- that's never going to be resolved. Especially when you add the horseradish to it, it's uh, it's a double no no. And so to watch Stacy and her sister and my mother in law, and they I mean they just chow down on it, and I want to go take a long walk off a short pier. So we're still <laughs> grappling with uh, things, and you know the same thing is true when. My family uh, pulls out a big pot of chitlins or chitterlings, whatever you call them. Stacy wants to run and hide as well. So we've got these issues that are going to be around forever. But but she's embraced uh, what's important to me, and I've embraced what is important to her. And uh, I think that that has made a profound difference in our in our in our marriage and in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Stacy. How important is it to be able to pray together for you two guys? Um, well, you mean now that we're we both have the same beliefs, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Daryl's probably because <laughs> we we don't pray together very often. Okay. Um, so I think obviously. When we do, it makes sense. It wouldn't have made sense really before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's what I was getting. Yeah, although if I pr- we were praying to the same God, but you mm-hmm. know, if Daryl says in Jesus' name, Amen, and, and that didn't mean anything to me, then it wouldn't have made sense. But um, you know, now with us being on the same page and we do pray together, obviously, um, we can. It's harmonious. So. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, too, is that uh, Stacy's been, uh, for the last uh, year and a half of our new church, Stacy's been uh, the children's uh, director uh, for our kids' ministry, and uh, she's done that in the past at other churches, and uh, the fact that she's picked up the um, the uh, baton to uh, lead our kids in, in faith uh, in Jesus as Messiah every week uh, without without fail, she's laboring in these lessons and probably growing uh, herself, but really just uh, being the being the standard bearer for for what it means to be a follower of Jesus as a as a young kid, as a as a preschool kid and as an elementary school kid. So I've watched her grow and and be super faithful in that. And so uh, she's making more strides than she could probably she probably be honest about. But 
that's been a game changer for for our kids. She's pretty humble, isn't she? Yeah. You yeah. got to draw it out of her. <laughs> that's okay. Well, I remember your wedding day well. And uh, uh, Stacy, I know your family uh, were there. Um, was was that a, if we were to say, was that a, a Christian or a Jewish wedding? Uh, what would you say? I'd say it was both. Yeah. That was the whole, that was why we had you and Uncle Joe there doing the ceremony together. And, um, and we made sure that, you know, all aspects of the ceremony integrated both faith that we had, you know, the Kiddush cup and we broke the glass. And um, so I think it was a good mix. I'd like to um, bring you guys back sometime. And, and I'd love to talk about uh, not just the ministry you have with, with children in at reconcile LA in your, in your own uh, investment in your faith, but um, just to hear how, how in your home, You've been able to to continue to, to integrate both your your faith in in Jesus and um, to uh, keep your your kids aware of their their Jewish heritage through their mom, and that's been really wonderful. Um, Daryl, if folks wanted to to know about you know um, reconcile LA, where do, how do they find out about it, and where can they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, they can uh, visit our website, which is uh, reconcilela.church. Um, we are a multi-ethnic, multi-socioeconomic uh, church, and uh, we are committed to uh, embracing uh, the unity in our diversity. and uh, And so, we really want to we really want to see what God is is doing and bringing um, uh, all backgrounds uh, together. Uh, and what part of LA are you? We are uh, in Mid Wilshire, uh, Los Angeles, so we're right on Miracle Mile, across from the La Brea Tar Pit. So we're we're excited to be in in a really diverse uh, community, and so uh, God's doing some amazing, amazing things and bringing all sorts of folks together under one roof. Okay, and folks can can find the email address there to contact you guys on the. Reconcile LA website, right? Yep. It's info at reconcilela.church. Great. Great. Hey, thank you both for telling your story and sharing with everybody. And uh, uh, love to see you around here. Uh, maybe we'll catch up with you over at Reconcile LA. Love you guys. Love you too. Take care. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed meeting Daryl and Stacy McKillian. They have had quite a journey. And over these 20 years, Daryl's become the co-pastor of Reconcile LA Church in the Mid-Wilshire District of Los Angeles. Stacy works with him in the church, and they have three beautiful children. If you'd like to be in touch with him, the email address is daryl, D-A-R-Y-L, at reconcilela.church. Daryl at reconcilela.church. And if you just want to reach the church or Stacy, you can use info at reconcilela.church. I'm sure they'd be glad to hear from you. And of course, if you'd like to talk with me, the email here at he said, then she said is tuvia, T-U-V-Y-A, at jewishgentilecouples.com. Tuvia at jewishgentilecouples.com. We hope you'll join us again.